Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good evening, everybody. Once again, it's Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everyone's staying healthy out there. Hope everyone's staying safe. Kind of looks like we've turned a corner a bit in terms of the number of cases of the COVID-19 decreasing on a daily basis, at least in some areas. I know in New York, I know in Chicago. So that's good news. Uh, What that means, I don't know. I hope it's good. I hope it uh, keeps staying positive. I hope that the number of cases keep going down and we get back to somewhat normal, at least the new normal, as they're saying, sooner rather than later. Maybe it's the end of May. Maybe it's June. I don't know. But there's a lot of questions still out there. It's not as dire uh, as it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago when we were getting the news I've been in quarantine now for four weeks, self-quarantine, stay at home. Uh, Like the Illinois governor asked the citizens of uh, our state to do so. So I really haven't ventured out in about a month, except to go to the grocery store, pet store, to the bank. That's pretty much been it. Hopefully, like I said, we've turned a corner. Hopefully things start decreasing and the workload on the healthcare community, namely the hospitals, begins to decrease which is what we were all hoping it would. So let's keep our fingers crossed that this continues to move in the right direction and we start to get some of these questions answered in the coming weeks. Hopefully we've been a distraction for you. We've definitely increased the content in April and of March. We did five episodes last week. We did, I think, three the week before. We're going to do another five this week. I know I've gotten some great feedback from people who enjoy listening during this stressful time. It's kind of been an escape. I'm glad this little fish in a big pond can do that for you. So I appreciate all the kind words and the the feedback. And please continue to do so on Twitter, on Facebook. We'll continue to move forward. As we did at the end of last year, we reviewed the top albums of 2019 with Chris Corradetti. And we'd like to welcome him back to review the top albums of the first quarter of 2020. Did I say 2020? We, we, we did a review of the 2019 albums. I don't know if I said 2020 yeah. or 2019. But Chris, welcome back, man. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing is going on. <laughs> Pretty much. Nothing is going on. 
Yeah, it's like uh, you get up, make breakfast, and then like you stare at the ceiling for like two hours, and then you go get lunch, and then you go back to staring at the ceiling for two hours. But no, it's not. I, as, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I, I'm tearing through this a little better. I've been working from home for 11 years, so this hasn't been that much of a shakeup, except the after work hours, you know, the not getting out of your house thing and starting to get old. But for the most part, you know, you get bored, but it's not too shabby. Yeah, I've been trying to really submerge myself in new music. You know, just music in general, reading a lot of books. Um, I just got done with the Phil Lynott autobiography, Cowboy Song, which was a great read. So I'm trying to decide what my next one is going to be. And, of course, I read the Joey Casada book prior to that, Start With a Dream, which if you grew up in the 80s and you went to record stores and you knew of the local rock scene and you want to root for an all-around great guy, Start With a Dream is a incredible book. So I do recommend that while you're at home. So just been, yeah, re, you know, playing video games with my son every now and then, listening to his top 30 hockey player list, top 30 defensemen, top 30 forwards, top 30 centers. So I get that on a daily basis. So it hasn't been all bad. But, yeah, I mean, I miss kind of venturing out and seeing where the day takes me. <laughs> I just spent earlier this morning, let's give you an idea of how bored I am. I spent a good 15 minutes standing in my bedroom, looking out the window across the street to a guy trying to take out a tree stump with a chainsaw and an ax. Was he successful? Like, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of bored. <laughs> no, he's still at it. But if you hear the, uh, you hear the chainsaw in the background, that's him. It's a cool effect. Tell him thank you for the special yeah. effect for the show. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, well, you know, without further ado, we both were excited about this year in rock music. And although the upcoming six months is really going to be, so, you know, a, a really going to be, geez, I can't think of the word. It's really going to be active with new music that will be coming out. The first quarter of 2020 was great, too, as well. There were a lot of great releases, a lot of great albums. Very excited about the new music that has come out. And again, we're only rating music that came out January 1 through March 31st. So if there was an album that came out April 3rd, April 4th, we will get to it at the end of June, early July. So don't be upset if we don't mention an album if it was released a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever. Or if we try to sneak one from the first quarter in, in the second quarter, because... We just didn't have enough time to listen to it. Yeah, and I had a couple of those. Pearl Jam. Well, Pearl, Pearl Jam was what? That was was that late 2019 or was that 2020? That was that was uh, I want to say the, the Gigaton album just was released two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, no. so that's an album you know that definitely was a major release, but. You know, there are a couple albums in 2019 that I I started listening to. I'm like, when did this come out? And I look at it like October 2019. I'm like, this is a great album. So um, we'll get to those two as well. It's a fun episode. Again, when this posts, please contribute to what you're listening to and what you like that's been put out so far in 2020. But 
Same rules apply. These are only for full-length albums. We also will discuss a few EPs that we both liked and also some other releases that maybe didn't make the top five but are definitely worth a mention. And then we'll look at uh, looking forward what's going to happen here in the next few months with some new records that Chris and I are equally excited about. So awesome. So let's start with our top five first quarter of 2020 albums. You want to go first? Sure. It's your show. Yeah. Why don't you start out with your number five? Okay. Um, mine is uh, a young band. I, I believe they're young out of England called uh, Tomorrow is Lost. And the album is Therapy. It's a, um, it's a real riffy, female fronted rock band. Um, great, great vocals. Um, I think that's going to be the theme of my five great vocals and real riffy albums. Um, and, and, and this is no, no different. I, I, I got, this is one of those, I got lucky bands where I, they showed up on my, um, Spotify, like release radar. I heard one song, realized the album was out and took a listen. And I think I listened to the album four or five straight times. It's, it's great. What's the name of the band again? Tomorrow is Lost. Tomorrow is Lost. Yeah, and the album's called Therapy. I have to check that out. That's definitely going to be uh, one. I I have not listened to that record, so thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, check out um, the song Hideaway. It's a heavy, heavy riff. Um, And then I think my favorite song in the album, Too Young to Know, it's kind of like a real slow down excellent vocals and then a great guitar solo about two-thirds of the way through the song so good stuff definitely going to check that out thank you for that i know uh, i do trust your recommendations and your taste in music you always as well as rob in the hood who i just had on last week are, that was a great episode yeah great episode. he's awesome and and uh he always recommends some great stuff too he does so my so what's your number five? My number five involves a rock and roll veteran, a legacy artist, the latest project from George Lynch and singer Dino Jalusic, who, if you're not familiar with I'm him... I'm glad you said his name, because I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not familiar with him, he also sings with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So he's got a uh, reputation with, with that, too, as well, but... The album is the well. The, the band is Dirty Shirley. It's a self-titled album. It's a project through Frontiers Records, and it is great. If you are missing Ronnie James Dio, you will like Dino Jalusic. He's a mix between Dio and David Coverdale. The album is awesome. My favorite track on the album is "Here Comes the King," and it is just filled with great guitar work, great vocals. Great songs. Again, a Frontier Records release, Dirty Shirley's self-titled album. I don't know if there'll be a follow-up to this, but this was a project put together by Frontier's Records. George Lynch was on the podcast in January, and he did talk about this and how it came how it came to be. So if you're interested in that, check out that episode. But that's my number five. What's well, my number four? So we'll just keep vamping on this. Yes, yes. <laughs> It, 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 it's a phenomenal album. I didn't realize that he was the lead singer for Trans-Siberia. I, I had no idea. He, he's got a great voice, and he kind of 
reminds me of a more like a, a more metal version of Miles Kennedy. He's great. It's a great it's a great marriage between the two of them. It sounded like in the podcast you did with them that this might just be another you know George Lynch project one off, which would be really sad. With that said, the George Lynch projects over the last few years have been fantastic. You know, this one or um, Ultraphonics was just great with with Corey Lover. So if they don't do anything again, these two, but George goes out there and and puts out another album next year or the following year, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he does a lot of great stuff. He's always trying to stretch himself and find new outlets for his creativity. I know Lynch Mob is his bass band. I know they have a new record coming out this year at some point. Uh, They're currently on tour, although it's been postponed at this point. Currently on tour with Dokken, which features an encore of him and Don Dokken performing two or three Dokken songs, so that's exciting. I know he also mentioned another project that might be coming out that he really couldn't say. I know he talked about his dream project. It's a really cool interview (laughs) that he went in different directions, and I was really thankful for it. Uh, you know, growing up listening to Dokken and having a chance to sit down with George was an absolute treat for me. Uh, so I did enjoy it extensively. And we had probably after like the first part of the interview, we really got involved in some good banter about his beatboxing uh, on, on his cell phone and also what his dream project is. I'll let you listen to know what his dream project is, but it's, it's really cool if, he has, if he's ever able to pull it off. You, you've you've had some really great guests on the podcast. You've had some really great shows. That I think might be the best show you've had. That that, that was an, a great, enjoyable um, hour plus podcast. About that. Well, the story goes with that is he was supposed to be be on a call with me I think at like 11 o'clock or 11.30 on a Friday, January 10th and I also had Doug Aldrich scheduled for 11 and Doug wasn't answering his phone and neither was George so I'm just like sitting there like absolutely deflated, I had these two great interviews set up and I'm like, now they're both like not happening I was talking to the PR guy and he's trying to figure everything out and it, you know we're trying to work together here. So I said, you know, why don't we, you know, reschedule Doug Aldrich, which of course we did. You guys heard the interview with Doug, who is an amazing guitar player. And then George, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, I got away from my desk. I went in another room and I'm kind of sitting there and my phone buzzes with my email and it's the PR guy who goes, hey, George is available right now. Can you do right now? And I'm like, absolutely. Give me two minutes. So George was only supposed to give me a half hour and he gave me close to an hour and it was awesome yeah. and it was great. And it really turned into a great conversation, not only about his music, but about his activism, which I'm trying to schedule that right now to talk about his Shadow Nation documentary, which he did some great work with Native Americans. Um, you know, say what you want about celebrities who like to talk and like to say things for sound bites and click clickbait or whatever you want to call it. George is the real deal. Whether you disagree or agree with his politics, he does back up what he says. He does get involved, whether it's feeding the homeless in California. You can see that stuff on its Instagram page, whether it's 
protesting in pipeline in uh, in North Dakota. He was on the he was there when they were shooting the water cannons off, and then now also with the Shadow Nation and the work he does with Native Americans. George does back it up what he says. So I know a lot of people like their artists to stay in their lane. I don't have a problem with artists doing that as long as they're 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 walking the walk, and he does that. My number four is a band out of Sweden that if you like 80s rock filled with big hooks and big melodies and great vocals and just great arrangements, Heat 2 by the band Heat is the album for you. This album continues to blow me away every time I listen to it. It is one of my favorites. It is definitely in my queue constantly. Great record by these guys, by this band in Sweden. Yeah, I, I, I've gone through that album, uh, I'm looking at my list now, three times. Um, I haven't gotten a full appreciation for it yet, um, but I do know that Victory and Rye, I love the song Victory and Rye, I love that album, that's a, that's a good choice. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it's got those hooks from yesterday, you know, those big swinging hooks and the great melodies and the vocals are great too. I mean, the guy's got a strong, strong voice. Um, you know, one of those bands that's kind of ch- difficult and that has a challenge about playing in the States. I know they just played on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Uh, my guest, Stephen Michael, talked about it, uh, seeing them, and he was blown away by them on the cruise. He saw them twice. And uh, he'll be on uh, the episode tomorrow. Uh, when we talk about the record store and the uh, and the joy of going to a record store and absorbing music back in the day, but he has great things to say about the band Heat. Excellent. Are they a Frontiers band too? That I don't know. That's a possibility. I know a lot of those European bands are definitely you know have a heavy presence with Frontier, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I can't say that with a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So that's my number four. What's your number three? My number three uh, is a band I found, I believe, on Spotify a year or two ago when I heard their previous album or EP. And now it seems to be getting really popular and it's point of no return from those damn crows. Um, Great UK band. It's uh, an album full of big harmonies, big riffs. Um, Kind of reminds me of early Shinedown. Um, it's interesting because it's kind of, it's got an upbeat tempo to it. And, and again, real hooky, but the, the some of the subject matter is, is, is real depressive. I mean, it, depression and suicide in these small towns and stuff like that. So it's, it's a weird album in that sense, but um, it's, it's uh, my, I think my favorite song is, is Set in Stone. And the first track, the first two tracks, who did it and set in stone, they're real kind of rockers. And then uh, there's a song called "Never Win" on there. I think it's the fourth or fifth song, and it's it's a piano led track, and it really that's the one that really reminds me of like an early Shine Down kind of period. But real good stuff. The UK is cranking out really good bands, and and this one is is, is certainly one of those. Absolutely, absolutely. My number three is a band out of the UK 
that Chris just mentioned, Those Damn Crows and Point of No Return is my number three as well. Um, I agree, man. This album continues to get better with every listen. The subject matter is very deep and very important. It talks a lot about mental health and a few of their songs. Not to plug an episode during an episode, but we just did an episode about mental yeah. health in the music community and how musicians are affected and especially going through what we're all going through right now. This is a very difficult time for a lot of them. So if you have a chance to listen to Christy and Eagle and I discuss the Mira and Princeton University study on mental health issues in the rock and roll music community and as well as Music Cares partnering with them. That's a it's a really good list. It's a really good episode, one that I'm I'm really proud of. But getting back to the no, you, guys, you, you guys did a great job. Thank you. I always appreciate the sport. Um, and uh, your kind words are very, very uh, mean a lot to me. So thank you. But uh, you know, getting back to those damn crows, Point of No Return is a great album. The UK, like Chris said, is producing bands and musicians and music that is just off the charts. So if you think the rock scene, the new rock scene here in America is thriving, it is definitely thriving in the UK. We'll get into that after we go through all these albums. But some of my favorites off of this album, I like Set in Stone, which was a a great song. Uh, The first track, Who Did It? And Be You. And I also like Going Down, too, as well. So those are my favorite tracks on the on the album just a great release uh i highly recommend new music this is a great place to start in 2020 as well as heat that i just mentioned so if you have a chance to go get it enjoy it and send me your feedback it's a, what do you shame, think? it's a shame that there's not a lot of rock radio anymore because i feel like this is really really rock radio friendly right i mean it's just hooky yes it's great yeah yeah, and even with the even with the album by by Heat, that's really hooky too. I mean, it's a totally yep. different style, it's a totally different approach. Heat is more, you know, eighty school hooks and and melodies, whereas those damn crows is more, like you said, shine down, more of a modern feel to it. Great hooks as well. Yep. yep. Um. So totally ends of the spectrum, but they but they both rock. Both those albums are great. So on to number two. Uh, uh, mine, I love this album. Uh, my number two, I, I came off again, I found on Spotify earlier this year on that new release radar uh, is <laughs> such a long title. Two Tales and the Dirty Truth of Love and Revolution from Blackwater Conspiracy. Uh, they're a total bluesy Southern classic rock band from Northern Ireland. Cause course northern ireland um if you if you like the black crows give these guys a listen absolutely they've got a uh they've got kind of like a sammy hagar pull to the lyrics so nothing like anything sammy hagar's done but if you like the black crows that that southern rock classic rock sound you'll love it uh my favorite song is goodbye to yesterday uh it's got great riffs and there's some riffs on top of the, of a piano. It's, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. The first four albums, the first four songs on the album might be the four best 
uh, songs on there. You get them right in a row. So I highly recommend giving that a spin. You know, that's an album that both you and Rob have recommended on Twitter, and I have yet to check out. And I've been wanting to, and I just have not had the time to do it. But you've given me two good, solid recommendations so far on this podcast. So this weekend, uh, or this week, I'm going to definitely check both of these bands out. The first one you mentioned, and now this one. So, yeah. I, I you... it's, a, it's a different end of the spectrum. You know, this is more of a classic Southern rock sound and 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 tomorrow's last is a little more heavier but this is a again um, they don't sound like the black crows but they've got a kind of a black crowsy feel that that genre if you if that if that's your deal you'll love it yeah i mean i love the black crows i love blackberry smoke um there you go yeah so i definitely that's kind of right up my alley too as well so i definitely will check that out my so your number two yes my number two is another debut album from a new artist that i have just fallen in love with in over the last few months the album is this is rock and roll and it's by christian shields and it is a monster debut a great song full of hooks and it would have been my number one had it not been for this release that we're going to talk about shortly but it is a great album a guy that uh came out of rhode island and through austin texas and just put out a phenomenal record it's great sounding sonic record as well a, an album that if you like kiss if you like acdc if you like Dokken, if you like all those bands you'll love it it is a definite you know fist in the air rock album the first song rock and roll is incredible but there yeah. are so many great songs on this album my number two for the first quarter of 2020 is christian shields this is rock and roll i uh that just missed mine just missed mine this has got that classic 80s arena rock sound you know it's a great album yeah yeah i mean so many hooks that are rem- reminiscent of acdc and kiss uh it's just a great record great guy he's been on the podcast a couple of times we did a episode with him when i first discovered him and then we did the album release show which was great too so that uh was a pleasure to do there's a a song in that album and and it's escaping me at the moment uh that has a real aldo nova fantasy kind of thing to it and I'll be damned if I can I think it's maybe not this time so it, it's a great great song and yeah, it's it, great album good choice yeah I know uh, that album the song that you're talking about hang on here let me find it I know I, I have it I've got the old Google machine in front of me <laughs> um, it's it's not this time I think it. I think you're right not this yeah time. I think it is yeah the so- song, yeah, the, the song that you are mentioning is not this time, and he even spoke about this when he did the first new music spotlight regarding all the songs. It definitely is an homage to Alda Nova, a tip of the cap yeah. to the song Fantasy. So if you yep. do like that stuff as well, I mean, it's got everything for you. It's a great, great record. I highly recommend it. All these releases that we are mentioning today we all recommend we both recommend so go out and check it out you got plenty of time to listen to the stuff so don't give me this excuse that you don't have time to listen to new music 
Don't give me the excuse that new music sucks because it doesn't. Just because you're a lazy ass doesn't mean that it sucks. It's out there, and <laughs> and seriously, it's time to start calling you what you, what you are. I mean, I'm a music fan. I, I love music. Music, I, I'm a huge music fan. If you are turning your back on new rock and roll, you're not a music fan. You are a music consumer. You're just like a pop music fan that just likes to hear the popular songs and call themselves music fans. You are not. Don't tell yourself that you are. You're lying to yourself and you need help. If you are truly a music fan, go listen to the music that we're talking about, the music that we both post on our Twitter pages along with Robin the Hood, and there's others that I can post. Mike at Keep Rock Alive posts a lot of stuff. It is out there. If you are on social media, you have the ability to find new music. You have already fought half the battle. You are on Facebook. You are on Twitter. There's new music everywhere on those two platforms so don't say you don't know where to find it you don't know how to look for it it's there if you're following me i post a song every day a daily yay or nay which is from an upcoming band with a new release and if you're not clicking on it and you say you don't know where to find it your head's up your ass and that's my rant for the day so getting back to our record i like fired up jake we talk about la guns now (laughs) whoa dude that's a bunch of freaking bullshit how the hell how the hell does steven riley i mean maybe maybe this is just who he is but i mean how do you you know is this is this the spike tracy and phil in la guns for kicking them out because what you're doing in essence is really screwing the fans because the fans want the best product and I hate to break it to Steven, the best product is the one with Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. They just released The Devil You Know, which was a solid album, which is a great album, one of my favorites for 2019. So you try yeah. to, so Steven Riley tries to pawn them or, or, or live off the success of LA Guns, which, are, which the band is doing very well with a bunch of guys that maybe were in LA Guns for a couple of minutes. And it's bullshit. And the fact that he's out there promoting it, the fact that he was just on Mitch LaFon interviewing him, and I, I don't yeah. even want to even listen to anything he has to say because it all comes down to one thing. It's bullshit. Total fucking bullshit. You know what? Him and K.K. Downing, who's also doing this other thing too, K.K.'s <laughs> Priest, which is also mm-hmm. bullshit. If, if you lack the confidence in the music that you are making, that you have to use a name that is already in existence, a marquee name, whether it's L.A. Guns or Judas Priest, you are a sad sack of shit is what you are. So come out with a band with their own name, with their own identity. Don't call it KK's Priest. It's not Judas Priest. Don't. I mean, you've got the singer that sounds like Rob Halford, which I have nothing against. Yeah, I have, Ripper with yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing against Tim Ripper Owens, but KK, stop it. Stephen Riley, stop it. Just come out with your own band name and promote it and get it going with that. I mean, seriously, stop being a sad sack of shit, both of you, and come up with something original, for God's sakes. Anyway. See? Tune in next week. We're going to get Jay Stockland, a painter, opening for Kiss. <laughs> You know, you know. See, I, I, that's why I can only have you on once a quarter, because I get fired up. So let's uh, let's uh, re- let's recap our lists so far. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead? 
All right, so for me, my number five was uh, the band Tomorrow is Lost and their album Therapy. My number four was the self-titled album from Dirty Shirley. Uh, number three was um, Those Damn Crows, Point of No Return. And number two, <laughs> the great band Blackwater Conspiracy and their ridiculously long album title, Two Tales and the Dirty Truth of Love and Revolution. My top five, two through five, number five is the Dirty Shirley self-titled debut album, the George Lynch Project with Dino Jalusic on vocals. My number four is Heat 2 by the Swedish band Heat. Great melody, great hooks. Uh, you'll definitely want to check that out. My number three is Point and No Return, same as Chris, by Those Damn Crows. Uh, great solid album, great, great solid record, band out of the UK, a thriving UK music scene right now. And my number two is the debut album, This Is Rock and Roll by Christian Shields, another great release in 2020. A lot of Kiss and ACDC influence in that music, as long as others as well. So those four records by myself and the four records by Chris, although there's a couple of common albums that we have, are both highly recommended. So my number one um, is another band out of England, out of Manchester. Uh, it's the album Peach by Gorilla Riot. Uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe them. I, kind of like a bluesy grunge, maybe. It's got it's got uh, great guitars. A lot of those kind of like heavy '90s crunchy riffs. Um, Real catchy choruses. Um, if you like Blackwater, uh, Blackwater, uh, Black Top Mojo, or Low Water, uh, give these guys a listen. Um, there, I, I think the catchiest song on the album is Young Gun. Um, I think my favorite song on the album is, is the second song, Riders Part Two. But Mind Your Head, Restless Till Death, just it, it, it's it's a great album, top to bottom. Uh, I, I don't think I'm describing it the best way, but um, it's my number one album, so you should definitely give it a listen. So you've got three albums that I need to check out that I have not listened to in 2020, <laughs> so I will definitely do that. Definitely looking forward to listening and digesting that music, so I will let you know what I think. My, Excellent. So what's your number one? My number one is the epic, the just awesome album... <laughs> 50 for 50 by Richie Kotzen. Uh, I had a feeling you were going to go there. Oh, man. I mean, there's so much to digest with this album. There's so many songs, obviously 50. How many songs are on this record? 50, because it's called 50 for 50. He just um, wails on a lot of these songs. There's a heavy R&B influence, Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, James Brown, Prince, uh, Terrence Trent Darby, which... I don't know if uh, a lot of my listeners may be familiar with him. And then you've got, you know, the old school Richie, the shredding. You know, that's what makes Richie such an interesting guitar player is he can shred like the Paul Gilberts and the Nuno Betancourts and the Marty Friedmans. But he's got some depth to his playing with that soul and R&B flair to it that is just second to none. Uh, the, The album has so much. It's got... Uh, just songs that he has written and recorded over the years that he finally decided to take on this project and for his 50th birthday released this album 
just a wonderful release. I continue to listen to it today because there's so much on there. I mean, you may neglect a few songs because you're focused on a handful of others, but it is uh, it is a great release, my favorite so far in 2020. I I really like this album, and I'm going to say something that you can get mad at, and I know Crash will get mad at, and I know everyone can get mad at, because it, it's really kind of a dumb statement, but there's too much music on this. It's a lot of music. It's all great. But good God, like, it's hard to get through this. Like, you, you kind of, like, got to break it down. I'm going to listen to the first 10 songs today. Tomorrow, I'm going to go for the next 10. And again, I know, I sound like an asshole for complaining about an artist giving us 50 songs, but it's a great album. But God, it's a lot of music. It is, and it can be overwhelming. But like you said, break it down. You know, break it down to the first disc for a couple of weeks. The album's yep. not going to go anywhere. It's going to be there. So just break it down and just listen to it and absorb it. It's just, it's pure Richie. I know a lot of people know him from the Winery Dogs, which is a great band, which he stated in my uh, you know interview that it might be time for a Winery Dogs uh, project towards the end of the year. So expect that probably in Hell 2021. Yeah. Um, I also What's your uh, favorite song? My favorite song. <sighs> hard. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, I l- got me on the spot. I kind of like stick the knife in same old town. You know, on the back, the, the back half. On you know, I think they're in the forties somewhere. <laughs> but uh, th- those are my my two favorite songs. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the song "Devil's Hand," the first track on the album. There's many more that yeah. I do like on it. Um, but uh, it is it is a fantastic fantastic record. No, it is. It, it really is. It's the old gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. No. It definitely. If you if you want to absorb yourself in a great record over the quarantine, you've got a lot of time to listen to fifty songs. So yeah. I would suggest now is a perfect time to do it. And, and you know the one good thing is, I mean, it's fifty songs, but. The, the the breath of different types of songs, like the the, the full Richie, is all across these. You know, it's great. You'll, there's there's a variety here. Yeah, the great thing about this record is each song is kind of its own entity. Like there, there's there's very few songs that are kind of back to back. You can tell that they were recorded or written during the same period of time. There's a hand. There's maybe a few instances on that album that it does occur. But a lot of it, like I said, is, you know, R&B, rock, you know, straight ahead rock and roll, big hooks, um, different approaches vocally, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. There's a few times where he, you could totally tell he's, you know, influenced by Sly and the Family Stone and Stevie Wonder. There's a, you know, a lot of tracks where he's singing like a James Brown type of presentation, so... There's definitely a lot of different elements to each song on the record. Yep, good stuff. So those are our top five for 2020 full-length albums. Now we get into the EPs. Um, I'll start off with the EP that is my personal favorite of 2020 so far for the EP. It's a strong effort. I hope they do some touring because I think the EP is magnificent, and that's Silverthorn, Tear the Sky Wide Open. Yeah, great, great album. 
did you ever get a hold of them? I saw your thing on Twitter the other day. I did. Good. And that is coming soon. <laughs> uh, that's, 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 a, that's a great EP. It is. Uh, we're really looking forward to it coming out. Um, you, you got another one? Uh, no. I think that's that's my EP right now for 2020. Okay. What about you? I have two. Um, the first one is the Mark Morton EP Ether, uh, by, uh, five, five cover songs. Um, and the two best by far are, uh, the, she, she talks to angels cover with Lizzie Hale. And honestly, we all know Lizzie has a great voice, but she just killed this song. Uh, and then the cover of Pearl Jam's Black with Mark Morales. Uh, it's, I love it. I love it. Uh, and then my the other EP that I really like um, was a suggestion by Christine Eagle. And it's a band out of the UK by the name of Carol Rats. And it's Major Arcana Part One. Uh, and she recommended it to me. It's great. I listened to it probably for a week or two uh, online and then thought, I, I need to go buy this. Bought the album. And then the very next day, they put a note out on Twitter that said, we really haven't been getting along, so as hard as it is for us to say, the band is breaking up. Great. <laughs> but it's got a, there's, there's a couple great songs on there that, you know, uh, Only the Brave kind of has like a cult sound to it. And Sky on Fire has a kind of Bowie kind of feel to it. So it's interesting. The band may not be around, but you should definitely still listen to the EP. That's happened a couple of times with some of the bands that I enjoy, too, in the first quarter of 2020, uh, namely Temperance Movement and Bishop Gunn. Yep. Uh, yeah, I heard you and Rob talking about that. I was unaware that they broke up. That's That's really a shame. That's a great band. Yeah, they haven't really officially broken up. They've just said they're on an extended, indefinite hiatus. So I don't know what that means, but their plans to release their new album have been scrapped so far. So I don't know what's going on with Bishop Gunn. Big disappointment there. I love their debut record from 2018, Nanchez. Uh, just a strong, strong Southern rock, Southern blues album that I just love. Yeah. Love the vocals, love the arrangements on that. And then Temperance Movement, band out of Glasgow that I had uh, the pleasure of seeing with Tyler Bryant this past summer. Uh, I don't know if they've broken up, but Phil Campbell, who I thought was a great frontman, great vocalist, is no longer in the band. Uh, I don't know how they're going to move forward, if they're going to disband or have a new lead singer. I haven't heard any updates from Temperance Movement, but that was a phenomenal band. That was, I mean, they were the goods. I mean, they nailed it live they you know have like this bluesy feel to it to their music and the singer's got a joe cocker old rod stewart vibe to him or the old lead singer did and that's a band that's going to be sorely sorely missed yeah yeah so you want to talk about some uh stuff we missed on 2019 yeah, we can kind of do 2019 and also some of the other albums for 2020 as well. Yeah. Um, for, so for 2019, 
there two albums that I found out about in, in December um, that, in all honesty, if we had to do it over again, uh, would be in my top five. I'm glad we're not because I don't know who I'd kick out of the top five. Uh, they both came from Mike. KRA, so Mike, great selection. But the first one is um, the album Mother from Electric Mary. Uh, bluesy rock swagger. Um, it doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. I'm not saying that. But it's an album that's built on a Zeppelin chassis, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, it, it, my favorite album is Don't Be Track Give Me Love. Or my favorite song is the the lead track, uh, Give Me Love, but uh, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a, they're an Australian band, hard rock, great, great, great stuff. Uh, and then, uh, this would be my number one album from 2019 if we did it all over, because I've listened to it roughly a thousand times since I founded it in December. Okay. Uh, and that's the album Set It Off from Black Smoke Trigger, a New Zealand band, Badass truck. Um, my favorite song is the last track on the album, "Blindfolds and Rattlesnakes." Uh, it's great. I know I, Rob brought them up when you guys were talking the other day. Um, and for all the Motley Crue fans out there looking for another hard rock album, Mick Mars is on one of the tracks, uh, "The Way I'm Wired." Um, so everyone should check this out. Fantastic. I'll give you a money back guarantee on this podcast if you listen to it and you don't like it. Well, I always tell, I always refer people to the customer service line for the Hook Rocks <laughs> whenever they question the seatings and the poll. You can also, if you have an issue with one of the albums that we recommend and we talk about on this podcast, you are f- free to call the customer service line. The number eludes me at the moment. I do know there's about a decade hold time right now yeah <laughs> but you can enjoy the ann murray and carpenters hold music as you want to sit there and complain about our album recommendations where the pole seatings are for the bands that we uh we do polls on all that and more you can call and you can voice your opinion anytime you want on the hook rocks customer service line again i know it's an 800 number i just can't remember the other seven digits so any any uh, 2019 albums? Yes. That, uh, yes. In retrospect, you came on late. Yes, the Tom Kiefer Rise album, I think, oh, is a great, great album, and <laughs> I only listened to I think the first or sec the first two singles that were released, and then I dove into the album in January, and I was blown away. I mean, this is a pretty pretty personal record for Tom. It talks a lot about yep. his perseverance through th- throat surgeries and getting back into being able to perform live and write and play music again. It's a pretty personal album. It's a great album. Again, if you guys love Cinderella, Tom Kiefer, of course, the lead singer, lead guitar player in Cinderella, has released two great solo records over the last five years. This is the album Rise. I highly suggest that you do pick it up. And Crash did a nice album review on this too. Yeah, he did. He does. He does a good job with that stuff. Yeah, he does. Um, and I, you know, I, I read his review before I started listening to the album. Um, but that, that's a great album. Great choice. Yeah, yeah. That's my late uh, 2019. I was a dumbass for not listening to it 
award is goes to Tom Kiefer Rise because it's a great album. Yeah, um, th- there's there's two other albums in addition to Christian Shield that I wanted to mention because I think they're great um, from 2000. I'm sorry, 2020 albums that just kind of missed my top five. Um, uh, one obviously Christian Shield, but then uh, a band out of South Africa, Blackbone Nation. They had an album, Born to Rock, which is great. And then an album you turned me on to um, El Dorado from Marcus King. Kind of out of the comfort zone for me. You know, my comfort zone is hard rock. And that's kind of like early Rod Stewart, AM, Goldie, Southern Rock. Great stuff. Great stuff. Good recommendation by you. Thank you. I was going to say the same thing for 2020 uh, albums that just were outside of the top five. Marcus King, El Dorado. And the other album that uh, I'm, I've been really, really impressed with is the new Pearl Jam record, Gigaton. Yep. Um, yep. You know, Pearl Jam is is kind of a love-hate band, especially with people who follow me on Twitter. There's people that love them, and there's people that don't love them. Um, what I've always appreciated by, about Pearl Jam, and I always appreciate this about any artist that I talk about, is the ones that try to stretch themselves and evolve. I know... The classic rock fan does not like it when their artists evolve or artists try to do something different. But right. I don't have an issue with that. I like that. As long as it's good, it's still good music. So whether it's done by a band that I've loved and I've loved their sound from the very beginning or it's from a band that maybe I didn't like, but now I like I liked what they're doing on the last record. So a band that evolves, musicians that keep evolving are ones that I... I have a huge appreciation for. Yep. Yep. I, when I first heard that, that funky kind of funky line into dance of the clairvoyance, I kind of was like, what the, the hell is this? But now it might be my favorite song in the album. It's, uh, it, it, it's a really good album and it's really growing on me. Yeah, me too. I, I think the first spin when I, when I heard it, I was kind of like, yeah, it's okay. You know, um, but the more and more I listen to it, the more and more it grows on me, and I do, uh, I do really, really appreciate. it. It's a great album by Pearl Jam. Once again, Gigaton. Yeah, and they're, they're booklet with the if, if you are a a physical CD purchaser, is great. I mean, it's not overly uh, involved, but I mean the the art and the pictures and everything. Uh, it, it's a really good package. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. So now, what are you looking forward to the rest of the year? Yeah, that's the next topic, right? I think the one that I keep wondering about because it was supposed to be released in the fall of 2019, we've heard nothing about it. Is the yes, is the Greta Van Fleet record? So, yeah, this was where is it? Yeah, where is it? I mean, I mean, I think at least two band members talked about it being released at the end of 2019. Now we are, we are beyond the first quarter of 2020, and of course now we're yep. dealing with a pandemic, so it's slowing everything down. When's this record going to be released? When is it going to happen? I I don't know. A lot of thoughts go through my head on this. Number one is did they scrap the record that they recorded and and went for something completely different, which is a possibility. Uh, yep. Number two. The other thought I have in my head is they have toured a lot, 
a lot since extensively for yes what two and a half years <laughs> yes and are they burnt out and you know i you can't really fault you can't really fault them if they are but that is what has you know gone through my mind regarding Greta Van Fleet is they you know they went around the globe several times and they're young kids and they probably never have done anything like that so you know did they just want to take a break which I don't have a problem with you know I mean if they're able to do that and just kind of breathe a little bit fine um so those are my two thoughts of why the album hasn't come out yet maybe they want people to crave it more maybe they felt that they were overextending themselves and saturating the market with too much Greta Van Fleet stuff. Maybe they wanted some of that negative I, you know, attitude that has been growing against them to kind of die down a little bit. I don't know. There's a lot of thoughts on, on what's been happening with that album. I know we were told it was going to be released at the end of 2019, so is 2020 the year that it, it's going to come out? I don't know. Yeah. There's... Uh, I, I'm obviously really looking forward to that, but there's so much stuff coming out. Yeah. Or, or supposed to come out. So, uh, you know, is this ACDC thing going to happen? I hope so. I don't know. You know, uh, Bonham- Joe Bonamoff has got an album coming out, I think, this week. Satriani has got some stuff coming. And then you, you've got guys like Mick Mars and Jerry Cantrell who are supposed to have solo albums coming out. That'll be great. Um, like that band you turned me on to, 1,000 Months, they have is it this week? I think I've got an album coming out. Uh, I'm not Limbo, sure. yeah. Smith, Massive Wagons. Yeah. And then some of your Chicago guys, local age, have got an album coming out. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Writers, stuff. Yeah, Writers Creed, Rocket Dolls, all, you know, they have albums. La Chinga, my boys yeah. from Vancouver, yeah. they have a, they, I know they've been recording. Um, you, know, you mentioned Tuck Smith. I know at the end of the year, you know, we were told in the interviews that I did with both Nick Reese and Mark LaBelle that Joyce Wolf and Dirty Honey probably will have new releases by the end of the year. Um, there's so much. A Thousand yep. Mods, the band I just did uh, the new music spotlight with, Devil's Kin, they just released an album the first week of April. The EP for Another Day Dawns, which is great too, um, yep. is, uh, is coming out soon. Of Limbo, who I just freaking love those guys. And shame on you for retweeting that post that got me all worked up. <laughs> Seriously, man, because I was like, you got to be shitting me. Like, of Limbo, Joyce Wolf, Blacktop Mojo, I am there. I am there with a bottle yeah. of Perel just like in, in spraying Lysol on everyone that comes close to me. And then you go, well, that was yeah. from a couple. That was from a couple of years ago. I'm like you bastard. Yeah, was, I was just, I was scroll. I don't even remember what I was scrolling through, and I saw that, and I thought, holy shit, how did I miss this show? And then I realized it was a few years ago, and I didn't know about any of them. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't need to get you excited, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Well, you know, with with that said, I'd be remiss if we didn't throw this out there, and I think a lot of people are doing it, uh, but. You know, one of the downsides of, of right now is you can't go to shows. Yes. One of the upsides of right now is these bands are throwing on shows on their Facebook pages and on YouTube every week. I mean, like Black Top Mojo's doing one every Thursday. Dirty Honey did one the other night. Uh, Bible Sons, I believe, is doing one tonight. Um, those Damn Crows did one. You know, these these younger bands are doing anything to 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 keep 
you know, people interested and you should be sitting at home and watching this as opposed to complaining about stuff. So yeah. That stuff out. And if they have a tip jar on their social media feed, yeah. please donate. I mean, that's really important right now. And it kind of ties in with the episode I did last week with the mental health aspect, support these artists. If, I know 16 million people over the last few weeks file for unemployment. I know people are struggling right now. If you can't afford to tip them or put money in their tip jar, share their posts on social media. That in itself helps them just as much as the money does because they're getting more exposure. They get more opportunity for people to tip them. So please do that. Please do your part and support these artists. But yes, Pete Yorn's doing something at least a few times a week. I know that. But you mentioned, you know, Rival Sons tonight. Um, so just some great, great stuff that is happening as a result of this. The other positive thing, too, and the more and more I think about it, the more excited I get, is yes, a lot of us can't go to shows and see these acts perform. And a lot of these acts, you know, are, are struggling because they're not pulling in the money like they, like they were going to uh, because of the tour's. I have a feeling a lot of great music's being written right now. And I, I think hope that's, so. <laughs> I think that's I think 2021 and 2022 are going to be huge in terms of new music. Um you know, a couple other bands before I forget that have new records coming out in 2020, Blackberry Smoke will be releasing a new album. Uh Butch Walker has his album coming out first couple weeks of May, which I'm freaking completely stoked about. That's a double album as well. Yeah. So I have, you know, that going, those two records going on. I know there's probably other things that I'm forgetting right now, but Kodiak should have one coming out too, right? Yeah, well, Kodiak was supposed to have something come out at the beginning of the year. So I don't know what happened. Usually when something like this happens and they have a record ready to go is maybe there's a label interest. So they might be waiting for a decision on a couple of labels to see if they're going to pick them up. I know that happened with uh, a couple artists that uh, I've mentioned on the New Music Spotlight, had on the New Music Spotlight before, that they had their album all ready to go, and then some label interest, you know, came about, so they had to put everything on Oh, hold. yeah. What happened to those South of Eden Black Coffee Boys? Well, the South of Eden Black Coffee Boys <laughs> um, are going to be putting out their debut record, and if you are not familiar with this band and you're listening right now, this is a band out of Columbus, Ohio, that blew me away like two years ago. And yep. just phenomenal band, a very ACDC, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin-esque type band, great powerful vocals, great guitar, great energy. They had to change their name from Black Coffee to South of Eden because of trademark infringement. So they had to go through uh. all that. I know the album has been recorded, and I think it's just a matter of it getting released at this point. These guys have—they appear to have the ability to kind of burst on the scene like Dirty Honey did. Like it's—I agree. It's—they're it, like that. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about that. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. I hope I'm hoping for a new record company album. That's not a play. You know that—that that, I'm not talking about the record company. I'm talking about the <laughs> band, the record company. Yep. Um. So I hope they have you know something coming out this year. I know Lullwater talked about doing an acoustic record. So oh, that's exciting. Great. Yeah, that's exciting. Who else am I trying to think about here? You know, I imagine a lot of people are probably moving stuff up, saying, hey, during this downtime, let's put some new material or let's kind of move forward with what yeah. we were doing, trying to get some more music out there. I know Wild Street, who uh, I've had on the yeah. New Music Spotlight too as well, they were going to do a tour, 
and I think that's been postponed, but they've got some new tracks that are out. I know they're going to have a limited edition EP sold at their shows, which I'm really excited about. So that's another band. Oh, Dead Daisies. Dead Daisies, yeah. So we're going to have to see what the new incarnation of the Dead Daisies with Glenn Hughes yeah. uh, playing bass and singing, what that's going to sound like. So that's yeah, awesome. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I um, think Dorothy might have an, uh, an album coming out, too. I think I read that somewhere. I might be wrong. Who was that again? Dorothy. Yes. Yes. I know their recording album. I they, I haven't heard anything about when it's going to be released. So I don't know if it's yeah. in the cards for 2020 or 2021, but that's a band that I love very much. I know Tyler Bryant is probably going to release something. He he puts out stuff pretty fast. Larkin Poe has a new album coming out. Oh, yeah. A lot of great okay, stuff. You know, those two artists that you just mentioned are great, at least on social media. Or, or, I'm not on Facebook, but on Twitter. Um, Tyler Bryant and Martin Post, they constantly put music out on their feeds. Great artists to follow. Well, Tyler Bryant is married to one of the members of Larkin Poe. See, he learns something new every day. See? See, this is what I'm here for you, Chris. You're here to antagonize <laughs> me about L.A. Guns. I'm here to inform you. <laughs> Hey, that works. I can I can play that role really well. <laughs> so, like we said, you I'm sure there's things that we're forgetting, but there is a whole bunch of music coming out in 2020 that I'm excited about. Chris is excited about. You should be excited about too. Finally, get off that laziness, you know, idea, the attitude that new music sucks, and start digesting and absorbing some of this stuff. You're not going to like everything that we say, but if you like half or a quarter of what we like, then you're doing your part and and you're getting back on the horse. So, you know, think about how you used to be when you were younger. You were always listening to new rock, new music. You got to do that. You still got to do that. So please do. Absolutely. Any final thoughts, sir? Um, no, just be safe. And send me good music suggestions. Yeah. Those are my final thoughts, people. Be safe and send me good music suggestions. Yes. Yes. Me too. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Listen to good music. Listen to new music. And that's that. So thanks again, Chris, for doing this. I appreciate it. Have fun, Jay. I look forward to the next thing. Yeah. We'll do it again. We'll review April through June in the early part of July. So we'll have a lot to yeah, talk about. We might about. need two hours for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We might need two hours for that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Thanks again, man. I appreciate hey, it. Once again, Take this care. is, this is Jay Scott. This is the hook rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay healthy, everybody stay safe. And as I always say, we'll talk again soon. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 